0: welcome to the how to college podcast this is a little project put together by a group of honors college munson and community fellows who are going to be breaking down everything you need to know about adjusting to college over the course of this mini-series
1: as you listen you'll hear some great tips a few funny stories and lots of laughter all from upperclassmen who were also experiencing college for the first time not too long ago so thanks so much for stopping by to say hi and we hope you enjoy my name is Ari August. I'm a senior majoring in biology and liberal arts and medical studies. I'm also an honors community fellow, which brings me here.
0: And my name is Ankita Prasad, and I'm a junior majoring in neuroscience and also liberal arts and medical studies. In addition, i have a violin minor, and I'm an honors community fellow too. So in this episode, we're gonna talk about being pre-med at UD and how exactly to succeed in that. We're gonna be answering questions like, what does being pre-med mean exactly? How do I know if I wanna be a doctor? what are my options on getting to med school as a UD student? And do I need to do research? What's something we wish that we'd known earlier about being pre-med and things like that. So we're gonna get to all that good stuff.
1: To start off, um, let's answer the question, what does it even mean to be pre-med at UD? So you can have any major you want. You can be art history, education, English, chemistry, biomedical engineering. Um, You must take some core science classes and other things like psychology in addition to your major requirements. So it's often easiest, with majors in the sciences already, which is why I chose biology coming in, but it's not necessary. Um, There's no pre-med major at UD, but whatever path you're on science majored or not, it's helpful to reach out to the Center for Health Profession Studies for more info on what classes you'll need. So often in my college career, I found it helpful to just Google my questions, like even just UDEL pre-med yields helpful results to help you get started with who to contact.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um next we're going to be answering the question of how we knew that we wanted to be doctors. So a lot of people, they ask this question to themselves because they're sometimes not sure if the path is right for them. And I've definitely asked this question to myself and I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about how I n- knew that I wanted to be a doctor. So for me, it was more of a typical experience where as a kid, I was always fascinated with the medical field. I would watch all the medical dramas. Um, on TV, of course, Grey's Anatomy, all that good stuff, and I was just so interested in the human body, first of all, all the science behind it, um, the relationship that I saw doctors having with their patients, how many people they encountered every day, it was just so eye-opening to me, and I kind of knew then that that was what I wanted to do, I wanted to work with people in that way, but that dream, that little kid dream, didn't really become reality until high school, which is where I really started branching out and, jo- and figuring out what my interests were. Um, one thing that I remember doing was taking part in HOSA, and that stood for Health Occupation Students of America. It was basically a program that my high school offered where you could take part in different health-related competitions, like they had psychology, quiz bowl, internal medicine, all that, all that stuff. And so I participated in the psychology competition, and I actually ended up placing first in my state of Delaware. And I um, Basically, from there, I got to go to Texas to the international round of the competition and go to medical expos, talk with doctors and army surgeons. And it was just incredibly eye opening. And that really solidified that this is what I wanted to do. Um, And then from there, uh, later on in high school and now in college, shadowing and volunteering also really helped to solidify that with shadowing. I got to shadow. Um, my own pediatrician, a brain surgeon, and it was just really, really cool to see the relationship that they have with their patients and also just learn so much about the medical world in such a short amount of time. So I definitely recommend shadowing. It's a really great way to figure out if this is for you. And of course, with uh, the pandemic happening now, there's also virtual shadowing, which has become available. So definitely be on the lookout for opportunities for that. Um, I know that a lot of doctors like to... Lead Zoom calls where they just talk about their day to day experiences, which is a really nice way to continue shadowing in such a crazy situation. Um, Also, with volunteering, I personally have done most of my hours in my local hospital. Um, The classic coffee cart experience is what i did uh wheeling one around and it doesn't sound like a lot but i get i got to talk to so many families and patients and by just pushing a coffee cart with a partner and it was it was great so definitely hospital volunteering is a great opportunity again that can be limited now but there's so many more things that you can do with volunteering um so definitely be on the lookout for those opportunities and then one more thing that I would say is definitely join health related clubs. At UD in particular, there are so many different health related clubs that um, you can join. One particular one that Ari and I are both actually in is Phi Delta Epsilon. So, this is a co ed professional pre med frat that we've been in for a few years now. And it's really nice to be around people who are going through the same thing that you're going through. At least what I found is that I've made some of my best friends, and the club offers both academic help and a lot of fun Um, everyone's just really really supportive and loving of each other we genuinely all want to help each other out and there's lots of volunteering opportunities too so Phi delta epsilon is definitely a club that we would both recommend
1: and in addition to clubs you can also take um health related classes for example thea 214 is healthcare theater which is my love my baby Um, And it's a course where you get to portray a simulated patient. So you're playing a patient for nursing students and physical therapy students. And then they get to practice treating a patient before they're actually dealing with like real live patients. And then you get to provide them feedback on how that patient felt. Um, and it's shown me not only that I definitely want to go into healthcare, but also that I wanted to go, I want to be a physician and that I want to be a certain kind of provider for my patients based on how the patients I've felt have, um, I've portrayed have felt during their interactions with um, the providers I've come in contact with. For more information on that, you can reach out to Allen Carlson at A-C-A-R-L-S-E-N at Edu. Um, I love the program because it's unique and sets you apart from other applicants. In addition to um, that program, I'd also suggest reaching out to advisors in general. Um, The Health Professions Center has a lot of different resources as far as advisement goes, and so does honors.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, Next, we're going to talk about... The different options on getting to med school as a UD student. So there are two main paths that you can take to do this. The first one is HPEC, and it stands for Health Professions Evaluation Committee. So what HPEC is, is the regular application route, meaning that you can apply to as many schools as you want. There's no limit. And some people even apply to as many as 27 schools. But basically you can apply wherever you want. Um with HPEC comes a stressful senior year because this is when you start to do interviews and have to take some time off of school for that. The MCAT still matters, and depending on which school you wanna go to, it may be more stressful MCAT wise than med scholars because with (laughs) HPAC, instead of trying to just hit a threshold score, you're trying to shoot as high as you can with your score. So that can definitely make things a bit more stressful, but definitely take time to talk with Dr. Lehman, who is the head advisor of HPEC, about your application requirements, course advisement and all that stuff, because he's there for you and he's there to answer any questions you may have.
1: Yeah, and then the other um, route you can take is the Med Scholars Path, which is direct early admission to Thomas Jefferson's Medical School, which is Sydney Kimmel Medical College in Philadelphia. Um, so with Med Scholars there, you start the program your freshman year. And if you're interested in getting started with that, you can talk with Dr. David Barlow or just the Center for Health Professions, um, and they can get you hooked up. I think there's a meeting later in February. Um, And so with that program you're gonna receive um, early conditional acceptance to Sydney Kimmel Medical College um, and that means that you can't apply elsewhere so you can't apply to Harvard or um, places in California it's just this one school Um, so there are some benefits to that for sure so you're gonna know early your senior year you'll already know and it alleviates kind of that stress of like your senior year figuring out where you're going to college and also just kind of or med school and also still just kind of being burned out with the whole college thing. Um, and it's also cheaper because you're not applying to 27 different schools. You're not racking up those application fees. It's just this one school. Um, so I found that to be a great experience because I've, I like control and I've liked knowing sooner rather than later.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I'm also in the Med Scholars program. So that's definitely been that's definitely very true, in my opinion, too. So the next thing that we're going to talk about is research. A lot of people ask the question, uh, do I need to do research? Short answer is you should do research if you're interested in that research. So, for instance, with my research experience, I actually participated in the Summer Scholars program in 2019. I worked with children and adults who were who were on the autism spectrum, and basically for me, I'm a person who definitely has just surround myself with people. I am definitely a people person, and I'm not much of a fan of bench work in research. So I definitely prefer working with human subjects, and this opportunity was just incredible for that. I got to work with so many kids and adults who had autism and we got to have them do different activities, like reading activities, writing activities, physical ones, and use a really cool system called fNIRS, which in which the subject wears a cap on their head that has different sensors on it. You get to see their brain activity as they solve different tasks and how that compares to a person without autism. So it was definitely just a really amazing experience for my brain loving self as a neuroscience major and also someone who just loves being around people. So I definitely was very passionate about my research.
1: Yeah, and I didn't do research until my senior year because I never found anything that was interesting to me. And I mean, that didn't affect me at all in the application process. Um, schools would much rather see that you're doing something that you're a fan of and actually interested in than just research for the sake of research. So I hate bench work as well. I don't wanna do any research like as far as like cells go. I'm more interested in like people as whole beings. Um, so I've gotten to do research through healthcare theater. Um, which has been all interpersonal relationship stuff, empathy development, things like that, rather than the bench work that I hate. Um, So that's been a cool, non-traditional research experience for me. And then lastly, the last question we're going to answer is something that we wish we'd known sooner, being pre-med at UD. So this is going to sound a little weird, but hear me out. Um, I wish I'd known that like you are as good as you look on paper. I often found myself, especially leading up to my interview, plagued by self-doubt, thinking, oh, yikes, they're going to see me on paper and then be disappointed by who i really am in person but because i spent my time doing things that truly were me and reflected who i am and spoke in my personal statement from a very genuine place of wanting to help and why the person on paper is the person i am but hey i'm even cooler in person because i can smile and laugh and connect to people and that's not a thing paper can do so do your best to fight that imposter syndrome. Ignore people around you trying to compare for the sake of breaking you down and instead build yourself up by doing those things that reflect who you are with people who make you feel whole.
0: Yeah, definitely. I I really agree with Ari on that one because I've had a lot of doubts on this path and I still do have doubts about if I'm good enough but then I remind myself of the progress that I've made and that I'm here for a reason ultimately um we're all unique in our own ways so definitely stay true to yourself do things you love and surround yourself with people who lift you up I think that's really really awesome advice Um, Also, I think it's important for every pre-med to know that while grades and GPA and test scores are important, what's equally important, if not more, in my opinion, is growing as a person in college and really finding your interests and stepping out of your comfort zone and having a life, for lack of better words, while keeping up with school. Um, Your studies are important, but so many people get caught up solely in that and forget to make time for other things. An example of this was... Me in my freshman year, I was really messy. I was the person who would stay up way too late into the night doing homework and then sometimes oversleep in the mornings. And I just did not have my life together at that point. I was horrible with time management. And I found that I didn't really have enough time because of that for my my other interests. For me, that's mainly music. I'm a violinist. And I found that I really didn't have much time for it because of my messy schedule. So what I found after freshman year was that Using a planner, um, side note, ignore anyone who makes fun of you for having one. They are a lifesaver. Just using a planner and planning out my day and my work, and then also my adding of a violin minor in my sophomore year, it just allowed me to dedicate time to music in my schedule and just keep it in my schedule as a daily routine instead of having to scramble for time to, to do it. Um, basically, just learning more about time management and how to manage my interests on the side was a really big step. So I guess what I'm saying, even though this is the cheesiest thing ever, is that the view from the top of the mountain is great, but the climb to the top, while definitely tough, can be great too. It's all about what you make of it. So bottom line, work hard for your goals, but also try to enjoy the journey there.
1: Thank you. And that concludes this little podcast. Be sure to keep up with the UD Honors College updates and visit the Honors College website to find ways that you can stay engaged, whether you're on campus or at home. This was How to College. I'm Ari August.
0: And I'm Akita Prasad.
1: Have a great week.